0: It's time for Week 7 around the WPIAL football regular season. Playoff spots are beginning to take shape, and the race for November begins officially as of tonight. Hi everybody, this is Brandon Rossi for Pittsburgh Sports Now on this Week 7 preview edition of the Whippy Whip Around. Thank you so much for joining me wherever you are. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode, uh, including firstly, we'll start off with the WPIAL football championships—not um, necessarily the details surrounding in-game, but rather um, for the first time since the '80s, they are not being televised anywhere, um, at least on local television. So now, for those that aren't aware, the the Trib Live High School Sports Network has all the streaming rights to. All the WPIL playoffs, um, and they stream all of the championships for all the other sports um, around the WPIAL. So, with this contract being up um, for the for the television rights for the WPIL football championships, to me, it only makes sense to have it on Trib HSSN. And here is why: Trib HSSN is an official partner with the WPIAL. This, I think, is a way to benefit both parties, Trib and the WPIAL. It only makes sense to have an organization that directly benefits the WPIAL streaming all of the football championships, whether they're at Norwin or Accrashire Stadium. To me, it makes sense. Um, I'm sure not a lot of people are going to like it, uh, just for the fact that it's not on television. But it's... Comforting to know that um, there's still going to be an outlet to watch the games. Instead of going on to television, you're just going to have to go on the internet to watch the games live. All right, with that out of the way, let's take a look at our top five in each classification um, right before we go into our games of the week. Again, we'll start in Class 1A and work our way up. And of course, Class 6A, since there's only five teams, we'll name our top three around the WPIAL in 6A. Firstly, starting in Class 1A, we have a couple teams making some moves, the most notable one being Town. They are in the top five for the first time in the Whippy around's brief existence. Mapletown is currently slotted as my number four team in Class 1A. Uh, Our Lady of the Sacred Heart drops from four to five. This is mainly because of Our Lady of the Sacred Heart's upset loss to Burgundstown and plus Mapletown being the only unbeaten team remaining in Class 1A alongside Southside, which we'll get to in a second. Our top three, we have Laurel at three, and they're taking on Southside Beaver. So that leads Southside and Bishop Canavan as our top two. Right now, despite Southside being undefeated, the Rams are my number two team in Class One A. Bishop Canavan has overtaken the top spot in Class One A simply because they're on a roll. And even if you take that loss to Steelton High Spire, that's a steamroller team that is a heavy favorite to win states um, and a perennial power in Central PA. So no shame losing to Steelton High Spire and Bishop Canavan. Starting to figure out, as I mentioned on Wednesday, um, they are rolling over opponents. And Bishop Canavan right now, no one is hotter in Class 1A than the Crusaders. Class 2A, we have Sarah Catholic entering the top five. They are the number five team in Class 2A. Wash High will drop out of Class 2A. The odd team out, by the way, in Class 1A was Greensburg Central Catholic. Um, Sarah Catholic qualifying for the playoffs in Class 2A. It'll be them and Steel Valley battling for the Allegheny Conference crown. And a little bit of a shakeup in spots four through one, but uh, for the most part, it remains the same. Uh, Nishanik is now the number four team. Beaver Falls the three. They both drop one spot after Stowe Rocks back on track with the big win over Wash High. The Vikings are the two-team in Class 2A. And the number one team, of course, remains Steel Valley. Class 3A, we have no changes. We have West Mifflin 5, Freeport 4, Elizabeth four 3, Avonworth 2, Bell Vernon 1. Interesting to note that Avonworth is the only team in Class 3A to officially clinch a playoff spot. Class 4A, we got some moving around in the bottom and the top of the top five standings. Um, Armstrong has dropped out of Class 4A's top five. To make way for Highlands, who is undefeated coming into week seven, the Golden Rams are now the number four team in class 4A, and that means that West Allegheny drops to the five spot. Again, nothing that West Allegheny did, it was just Highlands is right now one of the hottest teams in class 4A, and they solidified that with a big win against Woodland Hills 38-23. Central Valley remains as the three-team, and our top two, Aliquippa, as I mentioned, the number one team in the WPIAL, and they remain at the number one spot, overtaking the top spot from McKeesport, who drops to number two. Our Class 5A top five, well, this is the one that moves around the most. Uh, Hempfield is dropping out of the Class 5A top five after losing pretty big in the last couple of weeks. Penn Trafford is now the five-team. Peters Township re-enters the top five. They're the number four team in Class 5A. Gateway will be the number three team. And, of course, that remains Bethel Park and Upper St. Clair as the top two seeds. And, of course, Bethel Park with the win over Upper St. Clair. So, by virtue, Bethel Park is the new number one team in Class 5A. Upper St. Clair is the two. And in Class 6A, Cannon Mack has dropped out of the top three. Seneca Valley jumps in. The Raiders are the number two team in Class 6A. And despite the calamity, Central Catholic is still number three in our Class 6A top three standings. North Allegheny remains in the top spot. All right, now time to look at our games of the week across all six classifications and all the conferences that encompass the WPIAL. We'll start in Class 1A, our first conference, the Tri-County South. And our game of the week features Carmichaels, five and two on the season, three and one in conference play. Traveling to California, who is also five and two, but the Trojans are two and two in the Tri-County South. This is a bit of an interesting game. Carmichaels, after losing a couple weeks ago to Mapletown, they've bounced back and uh they've had some the offense has been clicking on all cylinders, winning a shootout last week against Manesson forty to thirty-six. Uh, California, tremendous start, fell off a little bit in recent weeks, got back on track this week, or this past week, against West Green. This should be an interesting game, Um, both teams vying for playoff spots, right now Carmichael's is the two seed coming out of the Tri-County South, California and Jefferson Morgan tied for fourth in the Tri-County South, but... California has the head-to-head, so by that, California is the four-team coming out of the Tri-County South as of today. Uh, the Trojans have the second-leading offense in the Tri-County South, only behind Mapletown. I really like the offense that California has, and I think if it gets in a shootout, um, this could favor the Trojans. So I'm gonna I'm going to stick with the California Trojans. But I have been wrong in each of the last three times that we picked the Tri-County South game of the week, so it would not surprise me at all if the Mikes come away with the win on the road. Sticking in the Eastern Conference, all of these games, particularly, I would say, are pretty lopsided. Um, our game of the week is a robbery edition. It's Jeanette at Greensburg Central Catholic. The Jayhawks are two and five, but two and one in conference play. Greensburg Central is 5-2 and, and the only unbeaten team remaining in Eastern Conference play. If the playoffs were to start today, GCC, of course, would be the top team. Jeanette would be the four-team out of the Eastern Conference um, in a very top-heavy conference. Top four is, well, way above the pack from the rest, that being Riverview, Springdale, and Frazier. Jeanette has improved despite taking a hard loss last week to Leechburg, 58-21, Greensburg Central shutting out Frazier last week, 47 nothing, And I still think Greensburg Central is the heavy favorite in the Eastern Conference after the win over Clareton, and I think that doesn't change here. I think GCC wins possibly by a mercy rule. In the Black Hills Conference, before we get to our game of the week, uh, unfortunately, we have our first cancellation of the WPIL season. Thankfully, it only came in week seven as opposed to last year where we had at least one or two cancellations seemingly every week. And this one wasn't due to COVID, but rather a lack of players available. Avella only down to 12 players and would have traveled to Our Lady of the Sacred Heart tonight to take on the Chargers. Avella has forfeited, so Olsh gets the win. And the Chargers now will move to 7-1 and one in, confer- in overall play, 4-1 and one in conference play but now our Black Hills Conference game of the week it's Cornell hosting Fort Cherry the Raiders are 3 and 3 Fort Cherry is 4 and 3 both teams are 2 and 2 this could go a very long way in determining playoff positioning in the Black Hills again all all four conferences in class 1A the top 4 will make it in and Fort Cherry and Cornell well they're sitting right at that number 4 spot with, a, with identical 2-2 two and two conference records trailing Bishop Canavan, Olsh, and Burgettstown. Cornell had a tough week last week um, against Bishop Canavan, losing 63 nothing. which um, the result isn't surprising. It's the manner in which the defeat took place. And Fort Cherry, they've been led by Quarterback Matt Sig, one of the better freshmen in the WPIL. In fact, maybe the best freshman right now outside of David Davis from Amani Christian. To me, this is a coin flip. Um, I'm going to give the edge to Cornell simply because it's at Cornell. And these two teams, I think, are very evenly matched. Um, and this is essentially must-win for the Raiders after losing in such a big fashion last week and then you know still looking for that fourth and final playoff spot in the Black Hills nothing set in stone yet um, but Cornell will be in the driver's seat if it were get to get the win so it Fort Cherry but I think the Raiders will be in the driver's seat after tonight and our big seven conference game of the week is the overall game of the week in class 1a uh, by far with a bullet it's Southside Beaver undefeated at 7-0, taking on Laurel on the road, who is and 5-1 and 3-0 and in conference play. Southside got a scare last week. 15-13 winners over Shenango, who is 1-6. Laurel took care of business last week. 58-14 winners over Northgate. And uh, this one is... These two teams are very, very similar. The only difference is I think Laurel has um, a better... Running back or the better superstar, Landon Smith, with 855 yards rushing on the season, almost 10 yards a carry, whereas Southside Beaver, they rely heavily on um, uh, a myriad of backs to carry the load. This one could potentially decide a one or a two seed. I mentioned Southside is arguably the best team in Class 1A. Um, not a lot of people had them this high up on the radar coming into this season. Well, Southside, um, I would say has surprised some people, but they haven't surprised me. And, uh, Laurel, we didn't know how they were going to fare coming into the season after losing, um, McCoy and that talented senior class last year. Laurel's doing just fine, I would say, after dropping from 2A to 1A, um, but, this one, again, tough one to pick, but I have to stick with Southside in this one. Um, the 15 13 win last week over Shenango should have won by more, quite frankly, but that's the victim of the trap game. And uh, Southside, I think, um, will get the win on the road at Laurel and secure the top seed in the Big Seven Conference. Now moving to class two A, our game of the week in the Midwestern Conference has the Riverside Panthers at three and three on the season, two and two in conference play, traveling to Nishanik, who is six and one and three and one overall. Riverside on a two-game losing streak, falling to Beaver Falls and Western Beaver by thirty and twenty-eight points, respectively. Nishanik last week shutting out freedom, thirty-nine-nothing. And to me, this one, I think is pretty obvious. Um, Nishanik, the clear-cut favorite in this one. Riverside currently battling for a playoff spot. Has the edge over Mohawk, who is tied for fourth in the Midwestern Conference. But I think Nishanik rolls to a win here. wouldn't say by mercy rule, but I would say by somewhere between the 28 and 34-point range. Now to the Century Conference. Our game of the week overall in Class Two A: Keystone Oaks five and two on the season and two and one in conference play. They traveled to McGuffey with an identical five and two record and three and one in conference play. McGuffey sits at second in the Century Conference behind Stowe Rocks and Keystone Oaks tied for third with Wash High. Um, With again Wash High looming next week for the Golden Eagles. Um, Keystone Oaks, uh, they've been a sneaky good team in Class 2A. Obviously, in Class 2A, Keystone Oaks not on the same caliber or echelon as Steel Valley, Stow Rocks, Beaver Falls, etc. They are a playoff contender, and the record shows it. 5-2 and two on the season. They are one of four teams in the Century Conference to only take two losses, those being Stow Rocks, McGuffey, and Wash High joining them. And McGuffey coming off last week of a 43-7 beatdown of Charleroi. The Highlanders, though, they gave Still Rocks a fight, which I think is the the one factor when you look at similar opponents that you have to take into consideration. Still Rocks has steamrolled everybody except for McGuffey and except for those two losses they took to Steel Valley and Avonworth. Um McGuffey kept it close. And just knowing that McGuffey hung in there with one of the best teams in Class Two A, got to give McGuffey the edge in this one at home. And our Allegheny Conference game of the week: Steel Valley looks to keep it rolling and stay undefeated. They're six and zero, traveling to Burl to take on the Bucks, who are five and two on the season, two and two in conference play. The Bucks in the driver's seat for the number four spot in the Allegheny conference after falling last week to Ligonier Valley 29 to 15 um, and I think Burl is gonna fall again similarly to Steel Valley the Ironmen are a well-oiled machine and it's they're they're very very difficult to stop and I don't think Burl has the firepower to do it class 3A the game of the week in the Western Hills conference. Has the Hopewell Vikings and the South Park Eagles. Both teams are 3-4. and four. The Vikings are 2-1 and one in conference play. The Eagles are 2-2. Two and two. Hopewell tied for second with West Mifflin. South Park clinging on to a fourth place spot in the Western Hills. Um, now, these two teams, historically, not the strongest of recent histories. South Park has a better history after making a semifinal appearance a couple years ago. And uh, South Park coming off of a 44-14 thumping of Quaker Valley. Hopewell shut out last week by Class 2A Keystone Oaks, 26-0. Um, I think Eric DeRue and South Park will be too much for Hopewell to handle at home, and the Eagles get the win in our Western Hills Conference Game of the Week. Our overall game of the week comes from the Interstate Conference. It's Bell Vernon, 4-2 and on the season, 2-0 overall taking on Mount Pleasant, who is four and 4-3 and 1-1 one and one in conference play. Interstate Conference is pretty cut and dry right now. It's EF and Bell Vernon at the top. Mount Pleasant and South Moreland currently in the middle at 1-1. One and, one, and on the bottom tier, Greensburg-Salem and South Allegheny. And uh, Bell Vernon, they, I mean, two words, Quentin Martin. Um... Some teams have had the answer, like McKeesport, but McKeesport isn't playing 3A. And Bell Vernon, I think, is a heavy favorite against Mount Pleasant. Um, I don't think it's a mercy rule quite, but I do think Bell Vernon wins pretty easily. Um and the leopards will move to five and two in the season. And our Allegheny six conference game of the week: East Allegheny at five and two in the season and one and one in conference play, taking on Deer Lakes. Yes, the Lancers are undefeated in conference play, two and zero, tied with Freeport atop the conference, and are four and three on the season. However, let's look at Deer Lakes' conference schedule. The last two games, they've won by a combined six points. 37-36 over knock, 7-2 over valley. Both of those teams are winless in Allegheny 6 Conference play. East Allegheny, yeah, they're 1 and 1. They lost to Freeport last week, but 2 weeks ago, handled Valley pretty easily 38-14. Um even though the conference record will say Deer Lakes is better, but yeah, I think East Allegheny has the distinct advantage over Deer Lakes tonight and the Wildcats get the win class 4a before we step into our conference games I want to take a look at our non-conference game of the week because well it's a rivalry game and to me I think is the most intriguing matchup in class 4a being hosted by a 4a team that being North Catholic 4-3 in the season 2-2 overall in Greater Allegheny Conference play it takes on Avonworth, who is 6-1 and 4-0 in Western Hills Conference play. The Lopes are on a five-game winning streak after beating up on Beaver last week, 29-3. to North Catholic defeated Hampton last week, 13-7. The Trojans are clinging on to the fourth-place spot in the Greater Allegheny Conference. Um, these two teams have had a fun rivalry in the last ten or so years um, with Avenworth defeating North Catholic back in 2014 to get into the WPIL championship um, North Catholic defeated Avonworth last year to get into the championship both teams would end up falling to Clareton and Central Valley respectively when you look at the rankings you would say Avenworth has a clear-cut edge over North Catholic um, I still think Avonworth is gonna win but it's not gonna be lopsided Um Here's the thing. Class 4A is one of the toughest classifications in all the WPIAL. You look at all of those teams in my top five in Class 4A, all of them realistically have a legitimate chance of not only winning the WPIAL, but also winning the state. And uh, Class 3A, look at the top five. You have Bell Vernon, you have Avonworth and you have Elizabeth Ford, and then kind of everybody else. Um, either any of those three teams can win Class Three A. Um, would Freeport or West Mifflin, if they got into the states, could they win it? I don't. I don't know if you can say the same. Um, but Avonworth, I still think has the edge in the aerial assault of Nate Harper uh, patrolling the offense. I think it will be too much for North Catholic to handle, and the Lopes get the win in another close game. Now moving on to our in-conference games in Class 4A. First up, the Parkway Conference: Blackhawk at three and four in the season, two and two in conference play, takes on West Allegheny, six and one overall, three and one in conference play. Um, I won't pick a winner because I am on the call for tonight's game. Uh, you can watch the broadcast on Huddle TV. Um, on TeamOneSports.com. Uh, shameless plug there. But West Allegheny dropping from 5A to 4A and has paid dividends getting right back into the Parkway Conference. Seems like every year that West stays in the Parkway Conference, they're a top contender. This year, no different. After a shutout win last week over Ambridge. Blackhawk, the last two weeks, well, this is the end of a three-game stretch in which Blackhawk has faced the top three teams in the Parkway Conference, that being Central Valley two weeks ago, Aliquippa last week, and, of course, West Day tonight. Here's how Blackhawk has a chance against West Allegheny. It has to avoid the slow start. You take a look at how the game started last two weeks against Central Valley and Aliquippa. I mean, 41 points against the Quips in the first quarter speaks for itself. Um but it was a plethora of mistakes, plethora of turnovers, um, and really special teams setting the tone right from the right from the word go that doomed Blackhawk in the last couple of weeks. Even the Central Valley game fumbled the opening kickoff, first play, Antoine Johnson finds Javen Thompson, and by that I mean it wasn't necessarily game over, but it was an uphill battle from there. If Blackhawk can can avoid the slow start and um, if Blackhawk can avoid the slow start like it couldn't avoid the last couple of weeks, then the Cougars have a chance. Um, but it will be an uphill battle. I will say that in the Greater Allegheny Conference comes our conference game of the week. It's Mars at five and two and two and one in conference play, traveling to Armstrong, who is six and one and undefeated in conference play. The River Hawks are tied for first. In the Greater Allegheny, alongside Highlands, um, and this one—I mean, if you ask me last year, Armstrong was a heavy, heavy favorite. This year, it's much more even, I would say. Um, obviously, with Mars not known in the past as a passing team, but Eric Kasparovich and company have both the both the coach and the in the quarterback have. Uh, rejuvenated mars and have led them to be one of the feel-good stories of class 4a this season mars last week defeating Kiski 47 to 28 armstrong defeating indiana 47 14. this is going to be an aerial um battle between eric Kasparovich and caden olsen who for my money is the best quarterback And not only in Class 4A, but maybe in the WPIL this season. Um, And who has the edge in this one? Call me crazy, I think Mars has the edge. I'm picking the Planets to defeat the Riverhawks in a close battle. It's a one-score game. Eric Kasparovich Jr. will have the ball in his hands in the final three minutes. And Mars will drive down the field and defeat Armstrong. Uh, to move to three and one in conference play and force a tie between Mars and Armstrong in the Greater Allegheny, and our Big Seven Conference game of the week: um, Laurel Highlands four and two on the season, coming off of an historic win against Thomas Jefferson. It travels to Trinity, who's two and five on the season, one and three in conference play. Trinity fell to TJ last week. Laurel Highlands was off last week, um, and will that rust? carry over into trinity i say no i think laurel highlands wins this one pretty easily to go to five and two on the season and three and one in conference play and uh laurel highlands is in the driver's seat right now to host a playoff game for the first time i think in school history uh, if i'm not mistaken so we'll see how that shakes out but Laurel Highlands tonight, I think, is the heavy favorite and will get the win. And now let's move to Class 5A, which, with that in mind, uh, Class 6A, there's no conference games. All the five teams are playing non-conference games, so we'll just kind of finish things up with Class 5A. Firstly, let's look at um, two non-conference games. Our first one, North Hills travels to Seneca Valley. Uh, I guess by virtue or by... Uh, how I've been handling the show the last few weeks. I guess this would be the 6A game of the week, but there's no other 6A games being hosted by 6A schools, so we're gonna lump this in with Class 5A. North Hills is three and four. Seneca Valley is five and two. And the Raiders, after a slow start, they've really turned it up in the last four weeks. The four-game road stretch, and uh, they have a lot of momentum going into the rest of the season with North Hills this week, Central next week, and N.A. to finish the season. Um, North Hills, similar story. Uh, Started 0-4, have rattled off three straight wins, including big wins over Penn Hills and Shaler. Um, Seneca tonight, though, I think has the advantage. It's just a matter of who right now is the hotter team, and I think Seneca Valley is the hotter team. The Raiders, I think, have... More collective athletes, more experience coming back from recent years, and Seneca picks up the win in non-conference play, setting up a big showdown next week with Pittsburgh Central Catholic. Our other non-conference game of the week is the overall game of the week. It's an old-fashioned rivalry game between the Gateway Gators and the McKeesport Tigers. Gateway is six and one. Only blemish comes to Franklin Regional. McKeesport is 7-0 and on the season. And when you think of these two teams, you think classic rivalry. Even when you go back to recent years, within the last five, six years, these two teams had dogfights um, in the regular season and in the playoffs. I think of the 2016-17 stretch in which uh, both teams, they battled in the regular season, um, came down to close games in the playoffs, McKeesport making the championship in 2016, Gateway in 2017, with the Gators getting all the way to the state championship in 2017. Um, Contrast in styles, though Gateway and aerial assault. McKeesport relies on a battering defense and, of course, that triple option that's so hard to defend. Um, this has the makings of a classic. Who is the favorite here? That's the question. Well, uh, Gateway has been on a roll. After the statement win a couple weeks ago against Hempfield, got another big win last week against Penn Trafford. Um, But my favorite right now is McKeesport. Um, McKeesport, I think, is battle-tested. The defense has been absolutely outstanding, only giving up three touchdowns on the season. Um, And two of those were two top Teams in the WPIL, Penn Trafford and Bell Verdon. Um, so it's gonna be really, really difficult for Brad Birch and company to move the ball on a stout McKeesport defense, and I think the Tigers get the win on home soil. Now moving to our conference games of the week. Firstly, the Northeast Conference. This is our conference game of the week. It's Pine Richland, four and three on the season, one and one in conference play. They'll look to break a three-way tie for third in the Northeast Conference with Shaler, who's 4-3 and three and 1-1 one and one as well. The only other team to be 1-1 one one in conference play, Woodland Hills, who faces Fox Chapel, which on paper Woodland Hills should win. So if you just assume that Woodland Hills wins that game, now it's a matter of who's going to force that tie with the Wolverines for third and who gets left out in the dust in Class 5A. 5A playoff race, of course, is uh, it's a dogfight between all of these teams. Top two, uh, make it in, and then if you finish third, then you kind of have to rely on some other external factors to uh, get asked to come to the dance. And uh, both of these teams, they really have um, their work cut out for them to finish the season. Pine has Shaler. Then Woodland Hills, then North Hills. Shaler will finish up with Pine tonight, Penn Hills next week, and then Fox Chapel in week nine. Um this one, Pine, if you ask me a couple weeks ago, I would say Shaler wins. However, Pine Richland with that move, Ryan Paul Mary moving to quarterback, it has essentially saved the Pine Richland football season for 2022 and I think Pine Richland right now is just the hotter team, and the Rams will defeat Shaler on the road. Our Big East Conference Game of the Week, Hempfield travels to Franklin Regional, the Spartans who were the feel-good story of the WPIL, dropping the last two games, including a 42-12 decision last week to Seneca Valley. Franklin Regional stands atop the Big East Conference at 3-0, and just as we all suspected, um and shut out Norwin last week thirty five nothing. Again, if you ask me, a couple weeks ago Hempfield I think is the heavy heavy favorite. However, um these last couple of weeks some question marks brewing about the validity of Hempfield's uh, impressive starts. Um I understand last week Jake Phillips was not available it was not um dressed for the game, but you still gotta take your best 22 players and just roll with the punches um i will say that if jake phillips is not playing i think franklin regional wins and potentially wins by two to three touchdowns if jake phillips does play i still think franklin regional is going to win uh the panthers right now they're um The offense has looked very, very good, scoring over 31 points in each of the last three games. And, of course, the season highlight, that 16-7 stunner over Gateway. And uh, the Panthers right now, um, if it were to finish in a tie with Gateway for the Big East Conference crown, then Franklin Regional would be the top seed out of the Big East Conference um and I think Franklin Regional right now just has things going more its way than Hempfield does, and thus the Panthers get the win. And finally our Allegheny Six Conference. Um, to be honest, not a lot of interesting games here in conference play. Moon at Bethel Park. That's an easy win for Bethel Park. And then South Fayette at Baldwin. South Fayette four and three on the season. Baldwin is one and six. Um, South Fayette right now on the outside looking in. If you were in any other conference, I would say South Fayette gets in the playoffs. But Bethel Park, Peters Township, and Upper St. Clair in the same conference, good luck. Um, And South Fayette needs all the wins it can get. I believe South Fayette, in order to qualify for the playoffs, would have to win out um against Baldwin this week, and then the next two weeks, Bethel Park next week, and then Upper St. Clair in week nine. So it's crunch time for South Fayette. I do think, though, that the Lions get an easy win at Baldwin this week. That'll do it for this Week 7 preview edition of the Whippy Whipper Round. Glad you can make us a part of your Friday uh, afternoon, evening, depending on when you listen to this and wherever you're listening to this. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Ross2EYE and follow Pittsburgh Sports Now on Twitter at PGHSportsNow. I'm Brandon Rossi, and I'll see you next time.